Business News, International Sports and Entertainment News. Radio on GTR. GTR. Good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News on Ghana Talks Radio. Coming up, NPP primaries, Baumia using government resources and personnel for his campaign, says Alan Scam. IMF staff conclude visit to Ghana, acknowledge signs of economic stability. Lokula and Mimpasem clashes, victims still stranded, perching in dilapidated structures. And in other stories this afternoon, CSOs and teacher groups cast damning verdict of Ghana's basic education system. This business spots and showbiz is coming in this afternoon's bulletin. The news will be read by Awen Temi Akansukum. Now, the details. Former Director of Communications of the New Patriotic Party and spokesperson for Alanja Manting's campaign, Yao Bwabing Asamoah, says Vice President Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia is using government resources and personnel to get delegates to accept him as a candidate that he said contributed to the findings of a survey conducted by Global Info Analytics and CTTV CTFM among NPP delegates which revealed that Dr. Baumia leads the former trade and industry minister Alan Kojotramanting, an MP for Asin Central Kennedy Ohineja Pong, in the race to lead the NPP into the 2024 general elections. According to the survey, Dr. Baumia leads with 34.8% of the vote, followed by Tremanting with 27.9% and Kennedy Japong 12.5%. The rest of the candidates attracted less than 1% of the vote, while 8.9% declined to reveal who they intend to vote for and 15.10% were undecided. However, in a runoff, the polls found that Alan Jamanting leading Dr. Baumia with 38% to 37% of the votes, 16% of the delegates were undecided and 9% declined to choose. Mr. Asamoah was speaking to the media in a crater stain. Mr. Boaping noted that the participants felt obliged to be on the vice president's side because of the grassroots campaigning being done on his behalf. Meanwhile, Dr. Baumia will file his nomination forms to contest the NPP presidential primaries in Accra today, Friday, June 16, 2023. Mr. Boabeng said he was confident Mr. Chomanting would win the primaries and subsequently become Ghana's next president. More so, Mr. Asamoah said the survey was useful and informational. Now, a team from the International Monetary Fund IMF, led by Stefan Rogers, recently conducted a visit to Ghana, which took place from June 8 to June 15. The visit aimed to engage the Ghanaian authorities and stakeholders to assess recent economic development and review the implementation of the fund-supported program approved on May 17, 2023. In a statement issued at the end of the visit, Mr. Rodet acknowledged positive signs of stabilization in the Ghanaian economy. He highlighted softening inflation, an increase in international reserves, and a less volatile exchange rate as key indicators of progress amid a complex global economic backdrop. He further indicated that the IMF staff team conducted thorough discussion with various high-level officials, including His Excellency President 
Nana Edidankwa Ekofuado, the Vice President Dr. Mahmoudou Baumia, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata, and Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ernest Addison during their staying. Meetings were also held with representatives from the government agencies, the Parliament's Finance Committee, the private sector, and civil society. The IMF team expressed their gratitude to the Ghanaian authorities and other stakeholders for their constructive engagement and support throughout their visit. Now, three weeks after a violent clash in relation to chieftaincy and land disputes at Lukula and Mimpiasum in the North Gonja district of the Savannah region, some victims whose houses were destroyed are still stranded. Some are currently perching in dilapidated structures. Others are seeking shelter in churches and mosques. Since the incident, officials of the National Disaster Management Organization, NATMO, are said to have neglected the victims and have not even visited the community, new sources have been told. Although relative peace have since returned to the area, the affected persons are still struggling to survive. When new sources visited the community Thursday, some people who fled the area, particularly women and children, had returned. Some were still hiding in the bushes for fear of another attack. Schools and health facilities in the community have remained closed as the staff has also fled the area. A victim, Abdul Rahman Yakubu, told the media that he has lost virtually everything and was homeless and stranded. When contacted, the Savannah Regional Director of NADMO, Mohamed Tohir, said his outfit was collaborating with the District Assembly and the Member of Parliament for the area to mobilize some relief items for the victims. Now, in other stories, some civil society organizations and teacher groups have cast a damning verdict of Ghana's basic education system. According to the 10 organizations, the current state of Ghana's educational system, coupled with poor financing, leaves much to be desired. The group, in a document titled Memorandum of Issues in the Basic Education Sector, complained about a myriad of problems, including overcrowding in schools. The group also lamented that some schools in the country continue to operate under trees, shed, or dilapidated structures. The group also complained about lack of textbooks and exercise books for school children, non-payment of utility bills, lack of incentives for teachers in rural areas, politicization of recruitment of teachers, among others. The CSOs and teacher groups also criticized the government's One Student, One Tablet initiative. Government plans to procure 1.3 million laptops to replace textbooks in senior high schools across the country could not represent efficient and prioritized use of public funds in the face of a heavy underfunded basic education subsector. The groups are Star Ghana Foundation, Action Aid, Africa Education Watch, Ghana CSO's platform on SDGs, Comfort, NAT, GNECC, CCT, World Vision, and ICDP. The 10 organizations also made a number of recommendations they believe could help revive the country's educational system if adhered to. 
addressing the media Thursday, spokesperson for the organization's Joyce Lanyo said there will be a better chance of improving the overall quality of education in these schools when their budgetary allocation is increased. Ms. Lanyo further described as absurd the government's proposed one city 20 pesos per child under the school feeding program. Now moving to business this afternoon, the banks and other financial institutions in the country recorded a total loss value of 56 million Ghana cities attributable to fraud for the year ending 2022. This is however a 7.8% drop compared to the 61 million cities recorded in 2021 according to data from the 2022 fraud report compiled by the Financial Stability Department of the Bank of Ghana. The report highlighted attempted and or successful fraudulent activities recorded by these institutions. In addition to the banks, the others were specialized deposit-taking institutions and payment service providers. The top five fraud activities that impacted most of the institutions in the sector included forgery and manipulation of documents, fraudulent withdrawal, check fraud, cyber or email, and cash theft, also known as cash suppression. The rest include e-money fraud, ATM fraud, burglary, lending and credit fraud, and impersonation, amongst others. According to data, the year 2022 recorded significant attempted fraud with a loss value of 165 million cities. Over this period, the total number of fraud incidents recorded was 15,164. Out of this number, the PSB sector recorded 12,166 cases, representing 80% of the total fraud count, while the bank of uh, the banks and SDIs reported 2,998 cases, representing 20% of the total fraud count, respectively. While staff involvement in fraud persists, the numbers have started trending downward as a result of strict sanctions imposed by the Bank of Ghana and strong advocacy for improved control by the sector institutions. Meanwhile, the Bank of Ghana, through the Committee for Cooperation Between Law Enforcement Agencies and the Banking Committee, COCLAB, will continue to engage the law enforcement agencies to deal with the prosecution of persons involved in the fraud. In sports this afternoon, the Junior Olympics organized by the Legon Creative Club, LCAC, is aimed at imbibing the athletic spirit and culture into infants who will become Ghana sportsmen and women. Its inaugural edition gathered about 300 kids in 2021. This year's edition, its second, would happen in Kumasi from June 16. Over 800 kids, with some as young as seven, have registered. Azamati awarded one of the most promising athletes from 2021 with the spikes he used to break Ghana's 100 meters record in 2021. Elom Amenupo was one of Ghana's coaches at the 2022 World Athletes Championship and is confident the Junior Olympics would help unravel talent with the potential to surpass Ghana's 
fastest man, kids from 7 and 13 will compete in the 100 meters, 200 meters and 400 meters event, the 800 meters, 1500 meters and long jump event will be added for athletes aged 14 to 19. Now moving to showbiz this afternoon, spare the rod, spoil the child, this is a phrase that guides many parents, especially in Africa, who resort to corporal punishment in correcting their children. For many who believe in corporal punishment, they are convinced that it is the most effective way to correct a child or teach them to do the right things. But rapper Ochiame Kwame sees it as a violent act and does not support it. Ghana's educational system, which believed in corporal punishment, has now reviewed that practice too. As a father of two, the rapper says he has never laid hands on any of his children when they go wrong and yet he's able to correct their mistakes and strengthen them. He spoke to the media about how he deals with his children when they exhibit bad behaviors. I don't beat my children. I think it is the most barbaric thing for a human being to do. I think it is violent, he said. Although he does not beat his children, pampering is not part of their upbringing either. He says he has his own way of training them, which he calls the role modalism strategy. The technique according to him works because children are quick to emulate the behavior of older people. Not only is he against corporal punishment, but he also dislikes the practice of shouting at children. The 47-year-old Kwame said he has given his children the freedom to live freely and build themselves independently. He does not invade their privacy. Being a father has been a great experience for the rapper, even though he said he was totally scared during both pregnancies of his kids. And that's how we draw curtains on the Midday News on Ghana Talks Radio. Don't forget to log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories and follow us, Ghana Talks Radio, on all social media platforms. The news was read by Awentemi Akansukum. And I say thanks so much for making time. Do have a good afternoon. Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR, Ghana Talks Radio.